This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. Hi, everyone. Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson here from our Smoothie King Center studios where tonight the Pelicans welcome in the 21-4 Golden State Warriors. Hope this Tuesday finds you well. Very warm here in New Orleans. I'm loving the warm weather. Not a cold weather guy, so anytime there's uh, mid-70s here in December, uh, I'm digging it. So uh, glad you can join us on this Tuesday. We have a great show for you. Of course, uh, with it being a game day, we uh, have to have Jim Eikenhoff from Pelicans.com since it's also Tuesday. He'll preview Pelicans and Warriors. We'll also talk about the big win in overtime against the Phoenix Suns on Sunday. Two games at home this week for New Orleans. Uh, the Warriors tonight, as I mentioned, and the Pacers on Thursday night before going back on the road for three games. You know the normal Houston-San Antonio-Philly road trip. That's a traditional one for the Pelicans. That one happens again this weekend, and uh, that includes San Antonio on Sunday, which is Tim Duncan's uh, retirement night. So uh, should be a big one there on Sunday night at the AT&T Center in San Antonio. So we'll uh, get a preview from Jim Eikenhofer, and of course, hope your fancy teams are doing well. A lot of teams, uh, a lot of people are in the playoffs right now. Hopefully you're still in the playoffs, and if so, don't worry. I have Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com here to join me. He's here through the rest of the season. We'll help you out with some fantasy updates, some waiver wire pickups, and some advice as you uh, dive deeper into the playoffs for fantasy football. So uh, we'll dive right into that as well today. If you uh, just heard the news, uh, we all knew already that the Saints were going to head to London next year to take on the Miami Dolphins. Well, it is official today. One of four games in the NFL next year that will be played in London, they have announced the exact date for Saints and Dolphins, but it's either going to be September 24th or October 1st, and that will come out when the schedule comes out in late April. So I know some people want to book their travel already. Can't do it just yet, but Saints will be in London next year, and they'll take on the Miami Dolphins. That'll be exciting for New Orleans Saints fans, and they also uh, still have three games to go left of this season, and uh, they'll hopefully finish strong here. Uh, with three games left against the Cardinals, Buccaneers, and Falcons. They'll take on Arizona on to, on Sunday afternoon. Also, just a quick heads up for those that are going to be at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome on December 24th, Christmas Eve. I know some of you are probably thinking, yes, we'll have a noon game, then you can go home and uh, enjoy Christmas Eve with your family. But the uh, Buccaneers Saints game has been flexed to 325 Central uh, for the December 24th. So if you have tickets for that one, it's not a noon game anymore. 325 and it'll be played on Fox. So uh, lots of Saints news this morning. Also a big day for the Pelicans as they take on the Golden State Warriors. All right, let's get started. When we come back, Jim Eikenhofer from Pelicans.com and then Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. Stay with us. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. 
This holiday season, give the gift of New Orleans Pelicans basketball to that special sports fan in your life. The Pelicans Holiday Plan, presented by Tomino's, lets you pick four games to stick under the tree. Guaranteed great seats to see Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA. Packages start as low as $40 and come with a free medium one-topping pizza from Domino's. Visit pelicans.com to check another name off that holiday shopping list today. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. All right, time to talk Pelicans on this Tuesday. It is a Pelicans game day. New Orleans hosts the Golden State Warriors tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Joining me now at the Smoothie King Center is Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. Our traditional Tuesday meeting is here today. And Jim, it's uh, always good to talk to you, but I always love talking to you on a game day. Happy game day, my friend. Happy game day to you. It's a pretty big one. I know people around here are always excited to see the star-studded Golden State Warriors in the building, so it's a big night in New Orleans. Yeah, big night, that's for sure. Let's first talk about this road trip the Pelicans just got back from. You did as well. Clippers on Saturday, uh, not the best game for the Pelicans, losing 133-105. to Did see some good things in that game from Shaq Diallo, and then the win against Phoenix on Sunday, 120-119 to in overtime. What did you take away from those two games as far as you saw kind of the opposite in both games you saw a really bad game on Saturday and then a really good game on Sunday well what'd you take away from the trip I think the biggest thing was just the stark contrast between the two games based on who was available to play it was amazing to see the difference between a team that can bring Tim Frazier off the bench in the second game um, because Drew Holiday was back and Tim Frazier ends up with a triple double and you, you were able to bring Etwan Moore off the bench in the second game, didn't have him for the first game. Obviously, Anthony Davis didn't play against the Clippers and then was back against Phoenix. So um, it was really one of those times where, um, even though I don't think they played a great game against Phoenix and they dug themselves a hole, they were able to dig out of it. But it was still it was good to be able to see closer to a full complement of players. I know, obviously, they're still three guys that are still injured or still still out but um it, it was good to see just uh having some depth and having some um guys options and people that you could go to whereas on Saturday it was just one of those things where it just seemed like they didn't have much of a real fighting chance under the circumstances I guess the bright spot for Saturday with the guys out was seeing Sheck Diallo play and he played well 19 points 10 rebounds his first career double double um, didn't play as much in the uh, Phoenix game, about nine minutes just because of everyone back. But uh, what have you um, seen from Sheck in those two games that he played? I just like the activity. I like the fact that he 
runs up and down the floor. He beats people up and down, gets to the rim. Um, he's just so active, and even defensively, I'm not sure how many blocks he had, but he tends to be somebody that's, that'll protect the rim and alter shots or, or just be a presence. So also did a good job rebounding. Um, the game Sunday, he had, I think it was four points and maybe four rebounds. Um, not Didn't play a ton, as you mentioned, but the team was actually plus nine when he was in the game. So um, I'm not sure how much you could take away from Sunday's performance for him individually, but, I mean, Saturday he was he was, he was was really good and really productive. Had a – it was a double-double, wasn't it? Yeah. And he uh, – so, I mean, that was just really encouraging to see. And I was happy just to see that – the the energy that he plays with translated into a lot of good things in both games. I was looking at the minutes um, kind of distributed for the centers on Sunday against the Suns. You had Omar Ashik with just four minutes. You had a Jinsa, I think, with around 12 to 13, and you had Diallo with nine. I know that means sometimes the Pelicans are playing smaller with Terrence Jones and AD, mm-hmm. but could we see more Shaq Diallo minutes? Um, and will it be taking away from Ashik to Jinsa if he continues to develop and play uh, like he did on Saturday against Clippers? It's hard to predict that, but, um, I mean, based on what he's done in the in those first – I mean, I know he played in a couple games before that, but it was really kind of garbage time, so yeah. not not sure what you could evaluate from that. But, yeah, I think based on what he did in these last couple games, you can see some of the positive stuff that he brings to the floor. He's a totally different player from Omer and, and Ojinsa, so gives you gives you – a definitely a different um, wrinkle, a different thing that you can throw at other teams. Let's talk about tonight's game. Pelicans take on the Golden State Warriors, a team that is 21-4. Uh, I believe this is the end of their three-game road trip that for some reason took them to Memphis, then up to Minnesota, then down to New Orleans. I'll never understand the NBA <laughs> schedule. Um, but they haven't played as well on this trip, Golden State. They lost to a very shorthanded Memphis team on the road, mm-hmm. and Memphis has been playing very good lately. Um, Minnesota, they were down most of that game, had to come back in the fourth to beat the Timberwolves. Um, not saying it's going to be easy tonight, but you are seeing a Golden State Warriors team that has kind of struggled on this road trip, but still very good. Yeah, I mean, we could talk for a while about Memphis. They've been really impressive. Mm-hmm. The game that they won here last week you look at it from the Pelicans' perspective and you're like, you know, Memphis has had so many guys out. I mean, that was a depressing loss. But since then, I don't think Memphis has lost since then. They've put a, nope. a bunch of uh, wins together. So I think what's happened is just, I mean, no one thought Golden State was going to go undefeated this year or, or probably even win like 70 games as talented as they are. The year that they had last year was just something that's, doesn't happen too often, but it seems like they they have shown a little bit of vulnerability lately in terms of, I mean, Memphis beat them by 20-something, so you see that they're not invincible, and you see that if you play really well that you, you have a chance against them. Um, it seemed like, it sounded like, I didn't obviously didn't see the game, but because we were playing around the same time, but um, it sounded like Memphis really just took it to them and was really aggressive on both ends of the floor, made Golden State shoot poorly, had, they turned the ball over 23 times, something like that. So um, you see a little bit of a blueprint. I'm not sure if it's going to work too often, but of some some of the stuff that you can do against Golden State to, to have some success. So what can you do with guys like Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry? How do you – there's no way of stopping them, but how do you try to limit what they do? The one thing that it seems like people have talked about lately of the teams that have beaten them this year or the teams that have given them really good games is that – 
they've had big guys that can do damage against them defensively. Draymond Green is a great defensive player, obviously, but he can't necessarily do everything in in the paint to to stop teams that can really attack them. So, um, it seems like that's the the one one uh, one hole in their in their defense is that if you can do some damage in the paint, they you you know some certain teams have had success doing that. So, I'd say that's one thing. Um, Compared to Andrew Bogut, uh, Zaza Pachulia is just not the same defensive presence. He's not not as mobile, um, not as not as good of a shot blocker as Bogut is. So um, that that might be one thing. Also, I mean, Curry set the NBA record for three pointers made in the last meeting. Mm-hmm. So you might want to keep him from from uh, making thirteen threes tonight, even though that's a lot easier said than done. Obviously, right? That would be ideal to stop him from doing that. Um, also, Pachulia is doubtful for tonight, so it'll be interesting to see who they play at center there or if they go small as well let's talk about the pelicans schedule the next or for this week i should say big game against the warriors tonight then a pacers team that's kind of underachieved this year a lot mm-hmm. of people thought they might be i'm not saying contending with the Cavs. it might be up there in the top four of the eastern conference really haven't played well i know they've been dealing with injuries and stuff like that then you go on the road for three more games two southwest division opponents houston and san antonio then you end uh, at philly which you definitely owe them one after last thursday um we talk about the West, three and a half games back, which is surprising for a team that's won just eight games, eight and 17. Um, how important is this week? I know this is kind of, we, we talk about it and, you know, a lot of people thought, man, the season's over and there are seven and 17, you know, we, we're talking about five, six games out of the West just last week. Now only three and a half. How big, is this a crucial week for the Pelicans? I think it is at the same time. It's. I mean, just being realistic here, this is a really tough stretch. So yeah. I'm not sure if you look at it like, oh, we got to sweep these games coming up. Um, Indiana has been so inconsistent this year, maybe one of the most inconsistent teams in the league. I thought they'd be way better than they than they are right now. I thought that they had a chance to be the second-best team in the East, even though Toronto's making that look pretty – that opinion pretty ridiculous at this point. Yeah. But um, Houston has – I think Houston, if they win – they beat Sacramento tomorrow. They'll have an eight-game winning, eight or nine-game winning streak going into the game Friday. So, I mean, they're playing incredibly well. And then you have the Spurs, who, even though they've struggled a little bit at home this year by their standards, they're still one of the best teams in the league. Um, so, it, it's it's a it's a pretty tough schedule coming up. Um, so, it, it it's it's a but you, you want to try to get a get some wins here and there because obviously you don't want to dig a a bigger hole. I think we talked about last week that Portland, in my opinion, was the team that kind of was the swing team in the West, quote-unquote, in terms of if they get hot or they keep playing well, if they had continued playing well the way they had been earlier um, recently, it, w- it would have spelled big trouble for a lot of teams in the West, mm-hmm. but they've, won- they've lost four in a row. Some of it was their schedule. They've played a lot of tough road games lately. But they've kind of brought a lot of other teams back into the mix, whether it's Sacramento – or um, Denver, the Lakers have been faltering a ton. So right. they they were, at one point, they were the eighth seed. So really, um, a couple of those teams that are ahead of New Orleans have have not they really had an opportunity. Someone had an opportunity to take over that eighth spot this early in the season and get a stranglehold on it. But as it is now, it, it's um, the Pelicans aren't nearly as far out as, as you would think they would be with an 8-17 record. I know it's important to get back to 500, which is a tough task when you're nine games under. And when you look at the West and you're only three and a half back, with a stretch as tough as it is for the Pelicans these next four or five games, is it just important to maybe at least stay afloat here? Even if you split and maybe go two and two in these next four or, you know, 
even if it's two and three in these next five, which is not ideal, but is it important just to kind of stay afloat? And then you have five games at home coming up that chance for you kind of to, you know, chip away at that deficit of being under 500. Yeah. I think that's probably a pretty realistic way to look at it. Um, when you look at the home road situation, Pelicans definitely need to severely limit the number of games they lose at home. They've lost too many of them already this year, and they need to start finding a way to win more frequently on the road. So, so yeah, I would say that's a good way to look at it. Is that you need to, um, you you really need to try to win, you know, at home in these next couple games, and then try to see what you can do on the road over that three-game road trip. That uh that five game homestand at the end of the month, if you can stay, you know, like we said mentioned reasonably, within the race and not lose any more ground, that homestand could be a a, t- a time when you can pick up some ground on some other teams. All right, Pelicans and Warriors tonight from the Smoothie King Center here in downtown New Orleans. I'll make sure to follow Jim Mike and offer through it all on Pelicans.com and the Pelicans mobile app. Jim, how can everyone? I know tons of people are following you on Twitter, but how can they if they're not already? My Twitter thing is account is just my name, Jim underscore Eichenhofer, E-I-C-H-E-N-H-O-F-E-R. And uh, I appreciate all of the, the followers. And um, also, obviously, on pelicans.com, I write stuff pretty much every day I work. All right, so make sure you catch Jim, uh, shoot around report and everything leading up to Pelicans and Warriors. And then he'll join me on post game tonight, hopefully talking about Hey, Pelicans win over the Golden State Warriors. When we come back, we'll talk fantasy football with Jake Steely from RotoExperts.com. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Hey, New Orleans. The world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun. Starting Friday night, come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game. Then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star Practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit NBATickets.com now. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. It's fantasy football playoff time here for a lot of you, hopefully. And uh, that's why we have Jake Seeley here from RotoExperts.com, uh, part of our fantasy focus presented by Campbell Soup. Jake, hope all is well and hope you survived uh, um, some of your teams making in the playoffs. Yeah, all but one. So it was a good run, and I'm not too upset about that one. It's a very deep IDP league, and I don't know the most. I'll admit, I don't know the most about IDP. I'm okay with losing that one. Yeah, I have one that's IDP, and it's it's kind of tough. It's, you just kind of just go with it and kind of you know wing it a little bit. But uh, my no- brain gets filled up. I got football all year long and baseball too. It's like I don't have any room left. I know, I know. I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, let's talk about. Uh, I feel like it was a weird week in fantasy football. Um, just as far as you know, looking at the rankings, looking at the projections, and just some were. 
not saying anyone was off, but just some off days for some of these fantasy stars that have been putting up big numbers of late. You also had Le'Veon Bell going off. What do you think of this week in fantasy football? It just seemed to me like a, a weird week. It definitely was. It, it happens every single year. The only unfortunate part about it is I was talking about this on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and we were saying I don't remember two weeks in a row at playoff time because last week was pretty much the same as well. As people are trying to get into the playoffs or playing their first playoff games, two weeks in a row where it was really, a, I'll say a quagmire, but you know you don't expect to see Drew Brees and Russell Wilson struggle the way they did, and including Mike Evans in the world and not having Julio Jones because of an injury and running backs disappointing, and yes, Melvin Gordon got hurt, but it's just been two weeks in a row of things just aren't what you expect it to be, and this is what happens in fantasy football every single year. We always have at least one significant week where nobody is doing what they're supposed to be and all these guys are popping up, but that's what makes fantasy football interesting. That makes it was fun, and that's what adds the luck factor. But the biggest takeaway you have to have in this is don't start to overthink it. It's going to happen. There's nothing you can do about it. But at the same time, don't get cute in thinking that your next round of your playoffs or your first round of your playoffs, depending on which it may be, that I'm going to start some boomer bust guy over somebody who's got me here all year long because of what just happened last week. That's not going to likely happen again. Julio Jones, Drew Brees, Mike Evans, all these guys, should be fine in week 15 it's just, it, I hate to say it but it happens yeah absolutely and kind of got me to one of my questions I was going to ask you later but I might as well ask you now about Drew Brees who is uh, uncharacteristically not throwing a touchdown in his uh, last two games he hasn't done that since 2009 and he's also facing a good Cardinals team as far as good defense so I guess you kind of answered my question but are you are playing Drew Brees no matter what Pretty much. I can't imagine somebody who owns Drew Brees has another top 10 quarterback, and that would be the only type of people that might be in the discussion for it, the Andrew Lux, Aaron Rodgers of the world. Maybe you fell into Matt Ryan late in your draft, and I could see something like that, especially going against San Francisco. But you mentioned I actually wrote about that in the article on the website for NewOrleansTews.com. The exact stat you just said. Hasn't gone back-to-back weeks without a passing touchdown since 2009. And actually, he hasn't gone three straight since 2003 when in that third game he was injured. So it's kind of a not a real three-game stretch, and the one before that was his rookie season. So I'm looking at Drew Brees and the fact that Ryan Tannehill just threw three touchdowns against the Cardinals. I know people are going to be scared about the Cardinals and scared about Brees being on the road. Again, I could see you benching him for Matt Ryan of the world, but unless you're talking about those upper echelon quarterbacks, it is kind of getting too cute. I know the struggles have been there, but – I can't go away from Drew Brees because even on the road, we know he can do it. We know he can throw 280 yards and three touchdowns. Heck, again, Ryan Tannehill threw three touchdowns. The, the Cardinals can be beat. All right, fair enough. Uh, let's talk about Melvin Gordon. As you mentioned, he was on one of my teams, and uh, I was wondering why he was not putting up any points. And then I realized he left the game <laughs> with an injury. Um, probably not going to play this week. Um, don't know his status as far as the rest of the season, but is it worth picking up whoever the backup running back, which you'll have to tell me, is that someone worth playing now, or are you going to have to try to find another uh, backup running back there to kind of fill the void of Melvin Gordon, who's been putting up great fantasy numbers this year? Yeah, the obvious option would be is Kenneth Farrow. The thing is, he's somebody that tested well at his uh, his own pro day. He wasn't at the combine coming out of Houston. He had better numbers the year before his last year at Houston. He's a tough runner up in the middle. You can see he lost his helmet and kept going in that game. He's somebody who's going to fight for those yards. He's a very good pass catcher. The one concern and why there's talk about Ronnie Hillman starting to get involved this week is because he struggles a little bit in pass blocking. So, 
He's the obvious option. He's going to be a low-end RB2, though. He's not going to be Melvin Gordon. He's not going to be somebody that you're going to pick up if you don't have Melvin Gordon to start over, say, a Carlos Hyde or somebody like that who's at the top end of the RB2 spectrum. So he's not in that range, but he's definitely worth picking up. If nothing else, even if you don't need him, just keep him away from your competition in the playoffs. It sounds like Melvin Gordon isn't as severe as they thought they were in the game. Maybe he's back next week, so you can't drop him just in case. Uh, so you do have to hold on to it. But Kenneth Fair would be the obvious one, uh, and I think that he'll step up and get the bulk of the carries, although I do think Hillman, maybe even Andre Williams gets sprinkled in a little bit for the Chargers. All right, so that's probably someone you want to pick up on the waiver wire this week. Uh, who else should we pick up on the waiver wire if you need someone for a playoff run? Well, if your league doesn't have Bilal Powell owned, he's the top of the list. He should be owned, and the Matt Forte owner should have turned. This is the lesson learned for everybody out there. Again, to remind you what we talked about last week, make sure you own your handcuffs because the Matt Forte owner, if you didn't have Bilal Powell, you just burned your possible right there. Uh, he's the top of the list. It, Kenneth Farrow's up there. TJ Yeldon, it looks like Chris Ivory and Denard Robinson are both still questionable return from injury. If he's floating out there in a the league, it's similar to Kenneth Farrell, low-end RB2, but somebody with that volume of touches, even in bad matchups, is going to be useful. And then at wide receiver, we're going to match him again, but for the past couple of weeks, Malcolm Mitchell now four touchdowns in four games since he took the starting role for the Patriots. We saw it again last night. You have to go get him. If not, if this is a deeper league again to throw out some more names for people that might be playing at this point but maybe need some help. Robbie Anderson, 11 targets in both games so far with Bryce Petty quarterback clearly has a rapport with him clearly has something going on where the coverage is rolling to Brandon Marshall so he's some upside and then somebody else who's kind of similar to Malcolm Mitchell is getting the touchdowns in three straight games that people just still aren't paying attention to is Dontrell Inman he's been used as much as Tyrell Williams has over the past couple weeks and no team has a better two week schedule for passing offenses than the Chargers do for these next two weeks with the Raiders and the Browns all right good stuff there that's Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com part of our fantasy focus presented by Campbell Soup. Jake, always appreciate the insight, and uh, we'll talk to you next week for some uh, championship action, my friend. Sounds good. I hope you survive. I hope I survive, too. Thank you very much, Jake. When we come back, we'll wrap up this Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. It's guys' night out. You and the crew head out to the club. Tonight is ladies' night, but there are no ladies in sight. Where are the ladies, bro? Then a bad batch of hot wings sends you sprinting to the bathroom. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans. See Anthony Davis and the Pels face off against Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and the Golden State Warriors Tuesday, December 13th. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. 
All right, time to wrap things up from our Smoothie King Center studios here as uh, we all get ready for Pelicans and Warriors tonight. 7 o'clock tip. I'll have Pelicans warm up for you starting at 6.30. Sean Kelly and Victor Howell will have the call at 7 on 99.5 WRNO. And the Pelicans radio network on the television side, of course. Joel Myers, David Wesley, and Jen Hale will be on the call. And also hope to see you here at the Smoothie King Center. First 10,000 fans and attends receive a Pelicans t-shirt courtesy of Morris Bart. So you want to come? It's a navy shirt with the one of the logos on it. Very cool shirt. Thanks to Morris Bart for that. Um, definitely come out and uh, see a very good Warriors team and see if the Pelicans can sort of shock the world tonight here as it's going to be a very tough matchup. Of course, the Pelicans have already played the Golden State Warriors twice, and I believe this might end the season series already, which might be a good thing because this Warriors team is playing very well. And they're on a long ro- uh, three-game road trip, though, and uh, it has they had 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 a loss in this road trip already when they lost to Memphis, and they almost lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we'll see how it goes tonight, and I hope to see you all here at the Smoothie King Center. Tomorrow, Sean Kelly back in the hosting chair. David Wesley will be on a part of a Wesley Wednesday, and hopefully they are talking about a Pelicans win. And, of course, we'll start getting you ready for Pelicans and Cardinals Wednesday uh, tomorrow as uh, they will play Sunday afternoon in Arizona. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Big thanks to Jim Eikenhofer and Jake Seeley for coming on the show. And until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson. Go Pelicans, go Saints. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.